0: Hey, Crossroads family, this is Brother Rob. I'm coming to you from our new building here that we are building uh, to gather people together. And it's quite ironic that uh, we built this because of the floods and we wanted to be able to gather our community together and to minister to them. And here we are in the middle of a virus that doesn't allow us to gather together. But uh, we're still gonna minister and we're still gonna uh, encourage one another. And uh, this morning, I wanna take some time and talk to you about uh, why and how we worship from home. Um, in Hebrews 10:25, it says, "Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching." Uh, the writer of Hebrews encourages us to get together and to gather together for worship, and yet we're in the middle of a crisis with this coronavirus, and they're asking that we not gather together in crowds of more than ten, and um, and so we're apart this morning, but yet we can join together through uh, technology and stuff like that. So. glad that you're here with us and glad that we can join together and uh, speak about God's Word and talk about why and how we worship from home. Uh, Worshipping from home especially during the crisis is not something new. The church was actually birthed and born and grew uh, in homes uh, in the early church long before they had church buildings, long before they were able to gather together in comfortable settings like we do today. And so uh, this is nothing new for us and the incredible thing is that for us as Christians uh, our faith can be and should be practiced uh, outside the church building. It should be done uh, anywhere we go uh, and everywhere we go and so God's called us to that and, and the great advantage of us for believers is that we're not tied to a building. We're not even tied to coming together, that we can worship the Lord right where we are. In fact, my encouragement for you today as we go through this time together is that you will understand uh, why we're doing what we're doing. You'll be able to share it with your neighbor and then you'll be able to, uh, to participate in worship there in your house with your family or even if you're by yourself to be able to do that. Uh, part of the reason that we're doing what we're doing today and trying to uh, to accommodate what the government has asked us to do is because we want to respond in a loving way to our community. Uh, this is not just about our rights, it's not just about our freedoms, but it's about us doing what we can to protect our community and to protect those who are most vulnerable in this community. And so we want to minimize the spread of this virus and the best way that that seems to be right now is for us to take time and, uh, and to be a part. And so uh, what we're doing here is to be loving and worshipful at the same time. Uh, it's loving because what we're trying to do is to strive to protect the most vulnerable in our community. Uh, and by staying at home, uh, we're less likely to be exposed to the virus, less likely to be able to spread that virus to somebody else, even in an unknowing way. And so we're, uh, we're kind of sheltering in place, we're hanging out at home. And uh, this is not just about protecting ourselves. also about protecting those in our community that are most vulnerable and so i'm glad that you're doing that i'm glad that you're home Uh, we're going to set aside some of our freedoms today and over the next couple weeks probably uh, to be able to offer protection as best we can for this community and for those uh, around us and so it's not just for our good but it's also for the good of others Uh, we're going to make a small sacrifice for a greater good and that's something that scripture calls us to do And, and i believe this type of behavior is really what's at the heart what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 where he says everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial we talked about that a little bit last week Uh, and and while it may be okay for us to try to gather together it may not be the best choice that we can make and so we've chosen to to kind of gather together through uh, social media here and uh, he says, everything is, is permissible, but not everything is constructive. In other words, not everything builds people up. Uh, and he says that nobody should seek his own good, but the good of others. And so what we're doing today is to try to put aside some of our freedoms in order to, to speak to our community, in order to show our community that we're doing everything we can to protect them and to protect those that are most vulnerable. So by staying home and worshiping God, we're putting the good of others above our desire to, to gather with our spiritual family. We're uh we're demonstrating a great love for them by minimizing the risk as best we can to others. Um uh, and, and this action, I believe, is a form of worship. When you begin to put the good of others beyond and above your own good, then you are actually valuing others above yourself. And that's a form of worship. You're thinking about others and not just yourself. So when others ask you how you feel about not getting to gather together with your church, not getting together to, uh, to be able to worship uh, you could respond by simply saying, we are worshiping God. We're worshiping God by placing the needs of others above our own needs. We're worshiping God by sacrificing uh, a small thing for a greater good. In Galatians 5.13, uh, Paul writes and says, don't use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Uh, this is uh, what we're trying to do, he says, but he says, he goes on to say, but serve one another in love. And so this is what we're trying to do, is to serve our community in love, uh, by worshiping at home, uh, by gathering together through social media as best we can, trying to demonstrate for our community a great love for them. Uh, So we're worshiping by our choice to try to protect our community. Uh, We're also showing great respect for those that God's placed in authority over us. Our, Our president, our governors, those that are tasked with this job of trying to protect us, we're showing great respect for them By listening and obeying even when they don't command this they just ask us to do it we're showing great respect for them and first peter chapter 3 talks about the need to show respect for those in authority those that god's placed in authority and we do so in a way that doesn't violate our christian conscience they're not telling us that we can't worship they're just asking us not to gather together and do that and so we're not violating our christian conscience we're we're doing that and this is an effort to protect and to serve our community and peter goes on to say that we are called to do good and in doing so, we silence the foolish. We silence those that would slander us, those that would speak evil of us. Uh, by taking uh, proactive measures, we're doing things that are going to keep the world from, from uh, trying to point a finger at us and say that we aren't taking this thing serious and that we're not doing all that we can do. Uh, he says that we're to live as servants of God, and we know that Christ laid down his life that he made great sacrifice for us. And so that's what we're doing for our community as well. And finally in that passage in 1 Peter 3, uh, Peter says that we are to love our brothers. And I believe that's a big part of what we're trying to do as we gather in our homes and we worship the Lord right there in the safety of our homes. And, uh, and so we got a chance to, uh, to love on our community. We got a chance by taking these needed steps to minimize the spread of the coronavirus. And, uh, and this doesn't occur just by you staying home for an hour on Sunday and watching a video. This occurs by you taking steps every single day. It means that you're careful where you go, that you're mindful of what you do, you're careful with the interaction and the context and uh, and the contact that you have with others, social distancing and all these things that they're recommending. It means that we take this serious and that we protect others, that we don't go places that might expose us because then we'll expose others. Uh, we, we try to, to be smart and to be wise and to use the wisdom and the information that God has provided for us. So it's not just a, an hour on Sunday that we do this, but it ought to be every single day until this virus passes, until we do that. And so uh, by being wise in where you go and what you do, uh, you're demonstrating love through your words, through your actions. Uh, so this is this is a time for us to, to come together. It's also not a time for us to try to assign blame to who's responsible and who's at fault, and who should have done what they should have done. This is an opportunity for us to step up and do our part. This is not gonna be fixed by government. This is gonna be fixed by us taking steps and being wise in what we do. And so we're going to to do our part to help save some lives. Uh, And those are lives that we need to share the gospel with. Think about how many lost people are around us that still don't know Jesus. If they contract this virus and they die before they know Jesus, then uh, that's a sad thing. And we wanna extend their life as long as we can because we want as many opportunities as possible to share the gospel with them. And so that's part of what we're doing today. Uh, the unchurched world around us may be uh, astonished, they may be surprised that we would take steps to try to protect them, but that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to, uh, to, to show love for them and to protect them as best we can. Uh, our actions can be a great testimony to our neighbors uh, if we understand why we're staying at home. And also, if we understand and can explain to them why we're staying at home, they may ask us why we're not worshiping. And and it's not just about me not getting sick, and it's not just about you not getting sick, but it's about us doing our part to protect everybody around us. And so uh, we're trying to uh, to do that. So understand why we're trying to stay at home. Understand why we're uh, we're doing what we're doing. And then, as opportunity arises, share that with your neighbor. But. Point them to this message uh, share this on your social media. Let them see why we're doing what they do, and why we're doing what we're doing, so they can understand how much we love them and the great concern that we have for our community. Listen, guys, we say we love our community, but this is just one way that we can demonstrate that in a tangible way. And, and so let them know why we're uh, setting aside our freedom. Let them know it's for, for our good, but for their good and for the good of those they will come in contact with. Um, so that's really the why of why we worship at home today. Um, and uh, now I want to talk just a minute about how we worship at home. Uh, we're not accustomed uh, to staying at home on Sunday and worshiping in isolation. We're not accustomed to uh, to hanging out in our in our uh, our homes and 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 worshiping, and it seems a little different. But it really shouldn't, because what we're doing today on Sunday is something that we should be doing every single day. As we drag out our bibles as we sit and we allow the holy spirit to speak to us as we ask god to to reveal to us his truth it's it's really not that much different than what we do every single day uh it's it's you see worship was never just intended to be a once a once a week event it was meant to be an everyday thing for us it's a moment by moment lifestyle for us and and this is just another one of those moments that we uh, come into the presence of god that we express to him our worship. To worship means to ascribe worth to somebody. It means that you're going to place great value in someone or something. Uh, some people worship things, and and uh, it may be their hobby or their their toys or their things. But but to to worship something means to ascribe worth to someone. Uh, when I worship when I worship something, I I am saying that this thing is worth my time that I spend on it. It's worth the money that I spend on it. It's worth the attention that I give it. That's what it means to worship. And, uh, and we spend a ton of time and money on our hobbies, a ton of time and money on our toys. And in a way that is part of our worship. That's what we worship. We say that's worth our time and our money. When I worship a person, I am giving them my time. I'm giving them my attention. I'm giving them my resources. And in that sense, I worship them. And when we worship God, what we do is we give to God our time, attention our resources we we say to god that he is worth that investment he is worth the time that we invest in his word he's worth the time that we spend serving him that he's worth all those things and so when i when i worship god i'm expressing in a very tangible way what he is worth to me Uh, so we worship him we set aside a portion of our time to reflect upon him and what He's done for us, we set aside part of our time to uh, to be able to reflect upon all that He has sacrificed for us. And as we reflect on those things, it ought to create in us this this desire to to praise and to worship and to give thanks to Him. Uh, also, as we set aside this time, we reflect upon His holiness. We reflect upon how holy He is and how unholy we can be. That leads us to repentance. Leads us to a change of heart and a change of mind where we see that, that God is something that we're not. And yet we strive to be more and more like him. And so our hearts begin to change. And as he points out those shortcomings, he doesn't leave us there. But he meets us there to lead us forward and to, to forgive us. And, and so we seek his forgiveness. And we're reminded of 1 John 1.9. nine says that if we will confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all the unrighteousness. And that's a part of worship. This cleansing of our past prepares our hearts to move forward with the plans that God has for us. It, uh, it helps us not just to do our own thing as we've done in the past, but to do the things that He's created us to do, and that is a part of worship. Uh, when God has cleansed our heart and our hands, and and helped us to uh, to become the the person that that desires Him more than anything else, then then we want to to move forward not in our own ways, but in God's ways. Uh, David was a man after God's own heart. He's a man that sought after the Lord. But Scripture also shows us David's weakness, that he sinned with Bathsheba, that he um, he had her husband Uriah killed. And then after being confronted by God through the prophet Nathan, David repents. David turns back to the Lord. And in Psalm 51, David records for us that that psalm of repentance. He says this, he says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all of my iniquities, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin, they're always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. And Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place, so cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. David is repenting and turning his heart back to God and then he goes on through the rest of that song to talk about the things that God's going to do and the plans that God has for him and the way that he's going to, to turn his heart back to God and allow God to use him in a powerful way. Uh, that's what happens when we worship, is that God uh, God turns our hearts back to him. And so true worship is not just about gathering together, It's not just about singing a few songs and listening to another message, but it's about giving God our time, giving God our heart, our attention, uh, giving God from our resources that he has blessed us with. And we do all of that so he can lead us from where we are to where he wants us to be. It's about listening to his spirit as he redirects our hearts and tunes it to himself. It's about coming and allowing God's love for us to sink down deep into the recesses of our heart so that then there's a desire within us to respond in a loving way to our creator this kind of worship could and and should be uh, something that occurs no matter where we are and no matter who we're gathered with it ought to be a natural part of who we are in the lord and and so you can and you should worship him right now you can and you should uh spend some time uh reading and responding to his word in fact i would encourage you this morning to to take some time right there in your home to drag out your Bible, to read back through that 51st Psalm. Apply that to your situation and to your sin. Allow the Lord, ask Him to search your heart, to know you, to cleanse you, to restore you, to return to you the joy of your salvation and and to put you back on track with the plans that He has for your life. And As you do this more and more, you're gonna discover your life becoming a life of worship, a life that glorifies Him and that's in line with His purposes and His plans for you. Uh, and I'm going to encourage you to, uh, to do that this morning. As we, again, to wrap this thing up, I want to encourage you to pull out your Bibles and turn to Psalm 51, and let that be our passage that we share together today. Adapt David's prayer to your own life and move from repentance to worship. Uh, discover God's total forgiveness for your life. Discover His mercy, His grace, even in the midst of a crisis, His deep love for you. Respond with thanksgiving and praise. In true worship. Demonstrate in your heart the difference that he has made in your life. I I ask you over these next few weeks to be willing to sacrifice whatever you need to sacrifice to be able to demonstrate to your neighbor the great love that we have for them, the great love that God's given you for each of them. Uh, Sacrifice for the good of others and let me encourage you as we wrap this up today that you might uh, that you might find a way uh, to uh, to be a part of what God's doing here at Crossroads. We still have folks that are serving, uh, helping to uh, to deliver uh, needed things to the homes of those that are most vulnerable. Uh, be a part of the ministry that we're doing, even in this in this time. Uh, there's opportunities at the schools to serve lunches for kids that are driving through every day at the elementary school. Uh, from 10 30 to 12 30 you can volunteer and help place meals in cars for these kids who that may be their only meal of the day so we encourage you to find ways to plug in and to serve in this community to be visible and let them know that crossroads cares Would also encourage you that as this virus kind of sweeps across the nation and makes it difficult for us to to gather together Uh, it makes it inconvenient it causes us to do things that are different sometimes different is good sometimes when, when we're forced to do something different It gets us out of our routine, it gets us out of a rut. It brings us back face to face with our understanding of who God is, our dependence upon God. It helps us to look at life a little bit different and reevaluate where we're headed and what we're doing. And sometimes that's the key to us making changes in our lives. So I encourage all of you to do all that you can to keep our church uh, strong, to keep our church ministering in this community. Uh, As you're able, I encourage you to help us financially because Uh, These days when we're not meeting are days that that we're going to miss the income that comes from that, that helps us to keep our ministry strong. And so as you're able, uh, there's ways to give online. You can always mail a check into the church, and you can help keep us financially strong so that we can continue to do what God's called us to do in this community. But more than all that, I would ask you to do this. Stay connected. Stay connected to each other. Uh, Stay connected to those in your small groups, in your gospel communities, your Sunday school class, reach out and check on one another. And if you discover that somebody has a need that's not being met, if somebody gets sick, or somebody is not able to get to the store, please let us know, because we want to be a part of helping minister to them. We want to be a part of helping meet their needs. If you've got a neighbor that may not even be a part of our church, but you know they have a need, find a way to communicate that need to us so that we can be a part of helping them and ministering to them. Uh, so we desire to keep the ministry going, even though we're going to have to be wise in how we do it a part of that. So we just encourage you uh, to help financially, to help us through ministry, to be involved, to be visible in the community. Uh, Let them see that you're a part of our family and that you desire to make a part, uh, make a difference in in their life. Well, I'm going to wrap it up by asking you to take out your Bible. I ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to spend a few minutes uh, in prayer for our country, for our nation, for our leaders, uh, for our church family. Pray for those families who've uh, had a loved one that's already been exposed to the virus who may be waiting for a test result to come back on this virus or who may have already contracted the virus and be sick in the hospital. Pray especially for those families that already lost a loved one. Can't imagine what that's like. I ask you to pray for those families. Pray for our president, our governor, those in leadership that God will give them wisdom to know how to minimize uh, the effect of this virus to be able to help minimize the damage that it does in our communities. I love you. Can't wait to be back together with you soon. Hopefully in the next few weeks they'll lift this band and we can get back together. But until then, we'll continue to worship together and do all that we can to communicate the gospel to our, to our community and to each of us. I love you. Can't wait to see you again. God bless you.